Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Jimmy. And we're the Talk to the Hand podcast. Hello, Beth. Hello, Jimmy. How are you this week? I'm very, very good. Delighted with the feedback we've got in our interview with Errol from China Black. Great to hear from their listeners that they liked the format of a sort of a live interview chat with someone and they're looking forward to others that we do. Absolutely, and we're looking forward to them too. So keep your eyes peeled or your ears open for those episodes when they arrive. Who have you got for us today, Jimmy? Well, today we've got an interesting story and it's not someone that I would have naturally picked out as one of the candidates to talk about. It was suggested to us by a listener. Yes, it was. So it was Karen Sterling. Karen asked us to do an episode on Kerry Katona. Mm. When I began the research for Kerry, I was not thinking that this was going to be the best, most exciting episode ever. However, when I looked into Kerry's background, I thought it was incredible. And I told you, when when we got the request in from Karen, I told you that it would be good because I remember reading her autobiography a good few years ago now, but yes. You did, and as usual, Beth, you were correct and I was wrong. Thank you, and thank you for admitting that to our listeners. (laughs) See, I've I've got it recorded now, whenever (laughs) I want. So we're going to do an episode on Kerry Katona, her life story, where she started, how her career went and what she's up to these days. Let's rewind to the 90s. Kerry Katona was born in September 1980 in Warrington, Cheshire. On this podcast, we've talked about stars who've had difficult beginnings in life, but Kerry's story is right up there. Her father was a married man who disappeared back to his wife and kids before Kerry was born, and her mother was a drug-addicted alcoholic. Speaking of her earliest memory, Kerry said, My earliest memory is watching my mum slit her wrists when I was three. She was manic depressive and she self-harmed until I was 15. Most children, if you ask them what their childhood memory is, it's certainly not that. And as an opening to someone's life, that is so sad. I'd like to tell you that the sadness stops there, but it doesn't. It it goes on and it gets worse. So Kerry's mum would go off on binges for days at a time. And when she was around, Kerry would effectively her carer, even as a child. Now this bit gets a little complicated, but we'll give it a go. So as a baby... Kerry's mum was seeing a man who Kerry used to call dad. She called that man's father granddad. So, so far, we're up up to speed with what we're doing. Kerry's mum then left dad for granddad, and there was a 30-year age gap between them two. It led to a rare period of stability for Kerry. However, that came to an end when her mum left that man. So, when her mum left Kerry's granddad for a woman. Right, okay. So she had that short period of stability there with granddad as her dad, but that came to an end because her mother left that man to go off for a new relationship. So that really put in jeopardy, that stability that she started to enjoy. It would be easy at this point to make all sorts of judgments on Kerry's mum, but she didn't have it easy either. Her dad was a Hungarian who escaped to Britain during the war. Her mother was a prostitute who left her in an alley, and from there she was put into care. She was fostered by a lady called Betty. And when Kerry's mum was 14, her mum turned up threatening to remove Kerry's mum, unless Betty also took in Kerry's mum's Hungarian father. And to keep it nice and complicated, Betty and he fell in love, got married and had children. Such a complicated family backstory. Yes, and it paints that picture on why Kerry's mum potentially was the way she was. Absolutely. Towards Kerry. 
she definitely didn't have it easy either. But despite her not having it easy, you would think she would have known better than to introduce Kerry to drugs at the age of 14. The meetings between them at this time had to be supervised. When Kerry's mum and her girlfriend disappeared to the toilets for a bit too long, Kerry went to find them and found them with what her mum said was a bag of sherbet. She then rubbed some of that into Kerry's gums. You've probably guessed by now that it wasn't sherbet, but it was speed. Kerry would soon be snorting cocaine with her mum. She would save up the pocket money she'd get from her foster parents and use it to buy drugs to have with her mum. I'm jumping ahead just for a minute, but she was on drugs consistently until she married Brian McFadden and moved to Ireland. And we'll come back to that later in the story. So thinking about Kerry using her pocket money when she was with her foster parents, the pocket money to go and buy drugs for her mum, that would be her chance as a 14-year-old girl to bond with her mum. And that's so sad it that it sad. had to involve the drugs. But going back to your first point, so the mum was caught with her friend in the toilets with the drugs. Okay, that's one thing if your child has walked in on you taking drugs. Yes, with her partner. With her partner. It's another thing than giving those drugs to your child. Rubbing it into Kerry's gums. Yeah. I, I, I just can't make sense of that. No. So with this difficult background and home life, Kerry was often moved around. She attended eight different schools and she was placed with a number of different foster parents and spent time in refuges. At the age of 16, she left school and became a lap dancer. Did you know that? Oh, see, I wasn't aware of that. She started doing some modelling, was a page three girl at age 17, as well as featuring in magazines like Zoo and Now. Yeah. In 1998, OMD singer Andy McCluskey had the idea of starting a girl group. Kerry auditioned and was chosen with Liz McLaren and Heidi Range, who was Heidi in one of the many versions of Sugar Bates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, a year later, Heidi was offered a solo deal and left the group and was replaced by Natasha Hamilton. The group would become known as Atomic Kitten and they released their debut single, Right Now, in November 1999. Although that single made the top 10, they released others that didn't fare as well. It was looking like Atomic Kitten were about to be dropped by their record label, but managed to hang on to have one last shot. That last shot was the single, Whole Again. Yeah, I remember that song and I liked it. Would you like me to sing it to me? I think if you do, I might have to edit it out. (laughs) What about humming it? Definitely not. So Kerry was part of the video for the single, but along with some disagreements with Liz and Natasha, Kerry fell pregnant and decided to leave the group two days before the single was released. With her appearance in the single being replaced by Jenny Frost, the song reached the top of the charts in 19 different countries. In what seemed like a fairy tale, Kerry married Westlife's Brian McFadden. They'd met on the Smash Hits tour in 1999 and went on to have two children, one of which I just referred to, Molly and Lily Sue. And this was the period when Kerry, with Brian's support, managed to get herself off drugs. She appeared on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here in 2004 and won the show. I remember her being shocked when Brian came to meet her. She seemed really surprised and they seemed so happy. So it was a surprise when the pair broke up later that same year. Well, I, I remember her on, and I think you touch on it later, about Loose Women. She was always talking about Brian and Loose Women and that was when they were really happy married my Brian my Brian used to do that Mm. so it turned out that Brian had cheated on Kerry on his stag do with a lap dancer Brian later said when we had the first baby bought a house spent time together and Westlife became the same thing over and over I woke up one morning and realized this is not what I want to do with my life I don't see myself being with this woman in 20 years she's not who I'm meant to be with we don't have anything in common that is so sad 
it is sad, but this is why we always think about couples that get together and get married so young. So young. Because they were young. They were in their early 20s, weren't they? I think, in fact, Kerry might have been 19. That's a very young age to get married. And in very quick succession, the house, the kids, straight after the marriage as well. But for Kerry, it seems to work quite well. It gave her a stability that she'd never really experienced in her life before. But I guess a couple of years, a few years into it, Brian decided that when he looked into his own future, he didn't see Kerry as being part of it. So Kerry moved back to England and in her own words, I went back over to England and when you lie down with dirty dogs, you're going to get fleas. I went straight back on the drugs again. She managed to obtain a number of roles, many of which involved reality TV. Some of these shows were centred around her life and some issues that she suffered from. She wrote a column for OK Magazine and she also released a couple of books. One was a novel and one was an autobiography. Kerry started dating Mark Croft in 2005, the same year she was diagnosed as having bipolar disorder and the pair married in 2007. They had two children, Heidi Elizabeth, and Maxwell Mark, alliteration for you there, Beth. I know, I know that. Kerry later said that she was still in love with Brian and had been asking him to take her back the night before Mark Croft proposed to her. Mark had been described as a taxi driver by the newspapers, but there was a story that claimed that they had met when he was supplying drugs to her mum. What a way to meet your future husband. And it does seem that whenever her mother is involved, there's always drugs around it. So in July of 2007, the pair were, along with their children, held hostage as three men forced their way into the home. Kerry was held at knife point while Croft was forced to direct them to valuables. The total haul for the thieves was estimated as being worth up to £150,000. That must have been terrifying. Definitely. A knife point, the valuables, I mean, that's horrible to feel that scared. And when you've got your children as well. Well, that's exactly the point. When your children are in the house and you're that vulnerable, you're going to give the thieves whatever it is that they're asking for. You are, yeah. So there were many claims of Mark cheating on Kerry during their marriage, and she certainly did cheat on him with ex-Royal Marine Kevin Grint. The married man did leave his wife briefly before returning to her. Kerry says that the affair saved her life. Talking about the marriage to Mark Croft, she said, Our relationship was just about coke. Mostly we'd have three-day sessions and not eat. Now, when the children are growing up in that environment, it's almost like history repeating itself to an extent. Mm. And that was publicised quite a lot on the programmes she did. So the years she was with Mark were difficult and she'd been declared bankrupt after she failed to pay the final 82000 of a £417,000 tax demand. She'd been trying to earn the money and she attempted to go on Celebrity Big Brother, but she failed the required psychological tests. She was in television adverts for Iceland Foods and Asda Supermarkets, but they ended the contracts after the papers printed photos of Kerry allegedly taking cocaine. Back to the old ways again, poor Kerry. So a year after that, she called time on the marriage with Mark Croft. In 2011, she participated in Dancing on Ice and came eighth. And that same year, she did manage to get on Celebrity Big Brother. The show had by then moved to Channel 5, and apparently the tests were a bit different to what they'd previously been. Kerry finished as runner-up to Paddy Doherty. So that's a bit scary that when, when Celebrity Big Brother went to Channel 5, 
I'm guessing from that that their tests weren't as strict. So Channel 5 technically were taking advantage of people that otherwise would have been unfit for the programme. To be fair, you could say that perhaps they felt Channel 4 were being overcautious. That's true. Kerry did get back together with her old Atomic Kitten mates for the ITV show, The Big Reunion. We loved this show, didn't we? We absolutely did. And listeners, please comment if you remember this programme as well, because that was a lot of the, the 90s bands reunion. Maybe a future podcast, Jimmy, there. Potentially. There was some really interesting yes. stuff on that. I remember the lady from Bewitched and the guy from 911. And that was quite... Uh, Lee, Lee yeah, from 911. Because he was still smitten for her yeah. where she was very very ready to move oh, on it was with her awkward. life it was so awkward anyway sorry we digress it's always okay to digress for the big reunion. Come on. And yeah, why haven't they done more of those? There were so many different bands out there. They did do two, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Wasn't the second one that you had 3T on there and you had yeah. Damage? Yes. It yeah. would be good to, to see another episode of that. So if anyone from ITV is listening, yeah. please, please get on that <laughs> right away. They subsequently did tours for the next few years, but Kerry left after punching Natasha Hamilton after a gig in Australia. As a woman, would you say Natasha is fairly punchable? See, I didn't want to say it because I didn't know if we could, but you know, I have to say she is a bit annoying. So she's got, is it a punchable, punchable face? face. <laughs> she's got no, a punchable, punchable face. face? Or is it her personality? <laughs> That's so funny hearing you say that because you're the least aggressive person I've ever known. Um, so Kerry had known former rugby league player George Kay from her school days, but they bumped into each other in Warrington and began a relationship. They had a daughter together, Dylan George, before going on to marry in 2014. However, it was another relationship that was fueled by drug abuse, and they split in 2015 after Kay allegedly assaulted Kerry. It does feel to me like Kerry's got this yearning for that perfect relationship. But the only thing she seems to have in common with the majority of these husbands, and it feels weird saying that, but the majority of these husbands, is drugs. That's their, their common interest. So it's almost to, to their mutual detriment mm-hmm. that they, they continue these relationships. And they're drawn to each other, yeah. So in her, in her autobiography, she stated that he pushed her and kicked her while she was pregnant and that he strangled her and beat her while he was driving. The pair divorced in 2017 and Kay tragically died in 2019 at the age of 39 after a cocaine overdose in front of staff at the Cheshire Holiday Inn. So Kerry has had multiple stays in rehab herself for cocaine and alcohol abuse. and She's been diagnosed with bipolar, ADHD and she has dyslexia. She has recently been diagnosed with scoliosis which is a sideways curvature of the spine that had been causing her pain for several years. But despite all this, she does actually seem to be in a really great place. She's gone bankrupt twice, but she's made that fortune back from OnlyFans. And she actually said that she was very grateful to her boobies. (laughs) There is a playful element to Kerry when she's interviewed and stuff like that. She's not perhaps the classiest. No, but when she's when she's her happiness and she's saying in, in a great place, she's she is very bubbly. She'll light up a room. She'll entertain you, but in a nice way. You're not laughing at her. You're laughing with her. Mm. She'll she's got an infectious laugh. You know, you would want to laugh with her. And I wonder how much her difficult upbringing contributes to her resilience because she's undergone so many challenges over the years. And yet she just seems to come bouncing back every time with the help of her boobies. With the boobies, <laughs> yeah. If you've got it, flaunt it. And I think that's exactly what she said. 
She has two Lamborghinis. She wears a Rolex and her kids are privately educated. That's a far cry from the sketchy education that she had. She has been on a program to lose weight and she has dropped from just over 13 stone to 10 stone. And she's due to marry fiance Ryan Mahoney this year. She has five kids and previously said, I have so many kids because I want to make sure that if anything happens to me, they've got each other. I don't want them to go through shit in their lives on their own like I did. I want them to be so much better. When they're naughty, I make them kiss, hug and make up. Every breath I take is for my kids. They're my life. And that seems like a good place to end the story of Kerry Katona. Thank you, Jimmy. That was really insightful. And I think another side to Kerry Katona that people might not necessarily know. They might not know her background. They might just know her or the person that's been married lots of times and has kids with lots of different deaths. Well, you went to the show that Brian McFadden was yeah, doing with Keith Duffy. And I did. didn't he make a joke about what was it? At um, uh, uh, Father's Day, you, c- you can't get a parking space because there's loads of other fathers. See, that's quite... See, a... I didn't execute it as much as Brian McFadden did, but hey, <laughs> you get the gist. <laughs> yeah, I get the gist. And one thing I want to say, when she says about the kids, you know, I want them to be successful, I think the oldest one, so Molly, um, has graduated from Dublin University with a really good degree. They didn't have the upbringing that she has. She's almost like broken that cycle then for her children, for you, that for the next generation. You would hope so. By so, her oldest daughter. You would hope so. So it doesn't sound like she was rubbing speed into her daughter's gums when she was 14. So that's an improvement in itself. So the fact that, I mean, I have to say, as I looked through the story of Kerry Katoda, I actually quite liked her. I, I did like her. I didn't quite like her. I did like her. I did respect her. You can't really blame someone for having drug problems when they were introduced by their mother and maybe there's that attachment of taking drugs to the time she bonded with her mother. So it's difficult to criticise her too much for that. She's obviously gone into rehab. She's come out. She does seem to be a mother who loves her kids and will do whatever she needs to do for them. She's made her money back on OnlyFans and she's quite unapologetic, as rightly so. She's unapologetic about it. She wears a Rolex and her kids are privately educated. Now, she's been able to give her kids the best education, certainly a far cry from the education that she was given. In fact, the education she was given certainly wasn't an academic education. Fair play to Kerry. So, Karen, I hope we've done you justice with our review of Kerry Katona's life. Thank you for suggesting it. It did actually change my judgmental opinion of Kerry. I I wasn't a, a big fan to be honest. I think I have reservations about any celebrity that's done the majority of their career on reality TV. And I think that just gives me a natural prejudice. And whether that's right or wrong is a conversation for another day. But Kerry Katona has had it difficult and she's turned her hand to whatever she's had to do to give the best start in life to her children. And she's managed to do that. So I've got huge respect for her. And I really hope she uh, manages to stay off the drugs and to continue life in the way that she's going. And gets her happy ending with her new fiance. I'm fairly cynical that you are. You, you, you're the most cynical person I know. The most cynical. The most. Well, are you a bit fairy tale like? No. Like I'm no. I'm just. I just see the good in people and. Oh, I see the life. good in Kerry, but I also yeah, see four ex-husbands and why is number five going to be any different? Because you have to believe that the person you find is. Is the one you have to believe that whether that's five, six, seven, or eight. So thanks for listening, and um, we'd love to hear your comments about Kerry Katona. Any comments? Then please share with us. 
Thank you, Jimmy. It's very good. Have you learned the email address yet, Beth? I have, Jimmy, I have. So if you'd like to email us, you can email at beth at talktothehand.co.uk or jimmy at talktothehand.co.uk. Well done, Beth. I'm really impressed. One thing we'd really like to ask you to do for us is if you've enjoyed the podcast, please tell one friend about it. If there's somebody else who'd enjoy reflecting back onto the 90s, please recommend us to one of your friends. That would really be helpful to us. And absolutely, as Beth said, get in touch with us. Give us your feedback. Give us your comments. And let us know what you're thinking about the the podcast so far. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good to know. So until next episode. Talk talk to to the hand. hand.